Hi, this is Ria. And this is Sophia. Welcome back to the Dumb Teenagers Opinions on podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my personal favorite subjects, movies. Yep, so we have a few categories that we're going to be um, hitting. And we have our iced coffees here, so, you know, we're very adultish today. <laughs> um, but we both really just love watching movies. It's like a great downtime, especially from busy student life, especially now in quarantine because there's not a lot to do. Great escapism. Mm-hmm, definitely. So our categories today are romance, mystery, suspense, horror, comedy, drama, and coming of age slash feel good. We try to diversify it. That way, if you guys are looking for any kind of movie, we got you covered. Yeah, so starting with our first movie, yep. my movie choice for romance is kind of unconventional, but I still feel like it deserves a spot. Heathers. Now, Heathers is a, about this girl who gets adopted into this clicky friend group of these three most popular girls in the school, Heather, Heather, and Heather. Now, she meets this boy, JD, and I feel like it still qualifies as romance, just an example of a more toxic romance. Yeah, because there are a lot of movies out there that are very, like, conventionally romantic, but, you know, a lot of those are well-known, so instead, it's cool that you decided to choose something that is a bit unconventional and shows another side of romance. Thank you. Now, what's your choice for romance? So, mine is also a bit unconventional, um, because I would say this is kind of like a rom-com type of thing, but it's Crazy Rich Asians. This is a really funny movie, but it's also inherently at its core, it's romantic. Um, I really like this because mostly the cinematography, the plot is hilarious and it's really good. It definitely also depicts what's very, uh, pre- what's very like common in Indian culture as well, which is like arranged marriages and things like that. So I was able to relate to it, but it's also just the cinematography is amazing it's actually set in singapore so we you get really beautiful panoramic shots of singapore and it really just made me want to go there at the same time it gave me a lot of good laughs and helped me understand more about that culture i think that's a really interesting pick for romance because i do consider it a romance movie but it's not the first one that would spring to mind Mm -hmm. you know there's obviously your notebook titanic things like that oh yeah you know you always have your conventional, oh, 10 reasons I hate about you. 10 things I hate about you. That's mm-hmm. a movie. But Crazy Rich Asians, I think that's a really good pick. Yeah, you know, we don't, everyone loves a good gushy movie, but sometimes those can get a bit old. Okay, so our next topic is mystery, suspense, horror. We kind of decided to put these all into one bucket because a lot of times these genres overlap. So one of my not really favorites, but something that I've kind of enjoyed watching recently is called House at the End of the Street. You can actually find this on Netflix, and I think it's a really great movie. It's definitely something you have to think about a little. It's not something you can just like put on and do something else. You have to sort of think about it and follow it, otherwise you might lose it. But basically, it's about a mom and a daughter who move to a new town, and they move into a house that is kind of known as the like I guess haunted house or something like that. It's a house where meant a few years ago, a family had lived and um, a girl had murdered her like parents. So they move into this house and nobody else wants to live there, but they do. And what ends up happening is a teenage girl makes friends with another guy who later we find out is the brother of um, 
the girl who killed her whole family. It's just a very interesting dynamic because he seems very nice and it's very unexpected about who he is. The entire story is just very captivating and a definitely one I would recommend. Now, my pick for this category is more a, of a suspenseful horror, I suppose. Hmm. It, it, like uh, Rhea said before, it's a movie that will make you think. It is called Silence of the Lamps, and my mother introduced it to me. It's one of her favorite movies. And this book is, well, book and movie, is really captivating. It's about Hannibal Lecter and a young FBI agent who tries to kind of understand him and figure out later on how this crime is being committed, this, this, and that. And it's one of those movies that at first you think, oh, it's a stereotypical, you know, scary movie, but it's really not. And I think that's what's really great about it because it's unconventional. I think that's really cool. I've actually heard about that, and I've also heard about the book. I think it's just really interesting how there's, like, the title is a bit, you know, mysterious. You don't really know what it's about just from the title. Uh, It's cool that it's not named something basic, I guess. Like, ooh, Scary Movie 3. (laughs) Exactly. I'm pretty sure there is a movie that's named that or something. No way, really? Yeah, it's like Horror Movie 1, 2, and 3 or something like that. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on, we have comedy. This is a pretty wide range because there are so many funny movies out there. And I do love a good comedy. One that is kind of something that stuck out to me a bit is called Lovebirds. This is another pretty easy accessible movie. And I think it was made in 2019, so fairly new. It features Adam Sandler, who is literally the king of comedy. And I love this movie. Basically, it's a bit chaotic, but it follows a husband and wife who witness a murder and they kind of since they witness it a lot of people gather around and it makes it look like they did it so then they basically have to spend time trying to cover up a murder that they didn't even do in the first place they just go through this whole crazy night and it's just very interesting and hilarious like some of the things they go through i think like a horse or something kicks him i don't know it's very funny just watch it great movie mm-hmm <laughs> Well, I am not personally a connoisseur of comedy movies, though I have respect for them. Mm-hmm. So my nomination for the comedy category is laughable. It's Shrek. Well, I mean, comedy is laughable. I, I suppose, I suppose. Now, Shrek is just one of those movies for me that I can watch it any amount of time and I can just laugh mm-hmm. at some of the jokes, even if I've heard them five billion times. Well, I mean, if there's something I want to watch and I don't know what to watch, I will put on, like, an animated movie because they're just the best things when you're not sure what to watch because you can never really go wrong. Like, a good animated Disney movie, no matter how bad it is, it's never going to be that bad. Oh, speaking of animated movies, another nomination for this category that's also animated, Megamind. I love Megamind. It's a funny movie. Um, Makes me laugh. I've never seen that. You've never seen Megamind? No. That's going to be on your movie list now. Okay, it definitely is. Anything animated, I'm for it. You know, everybody else may, like, want to watch scandalous movies, but I really just want to watch, like, Up from Disney. (laughs) Okay, moving on, we have drama. Um, Drama is kind of like a big category. I feel like a lot of things can kind of fit under drama. But I just wanted to choose more of a sad movie because while, like, comedy movies, love movies are fun to watch... 
it's kind of the sad movies that you remember, the movies that made you cry, that like hit a nerve in you. And one of those for me is The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. So I was actually introduced to this by my brother. I remember him like saying, oh, have you ever seen this movie? And I was like, no, what is this? Kind of sounds weird. Who names a movie that? But he's like, you have to watch it. And I think we sat up like really late in the night watching it and eating like hot Cheetos or something. (laughs) And the ending is just what gets you. The story is very good. It's a Holocaust movie, but it's not your typical like documentary style Holocaust movie. Mm -hmm. It follows um, a little boy named Bruno who ends up making friends with a boy that lives in a concentration camp. It's just their, how their friendship evolves, and the ending is really shocking, so I highly recommend that. It's also a book. Um, I've actually read the book from school, mm-hmm. and what I liked about that book was usually the Holocaust is shown from the perspective of like adults witnessing the horrors and all these things, mm-hmm. but this book was written from the perspective of a child mm-hmm. now a child most of the time wouldn't be able to process what's going around them yeah and they make excuses for everything sometimes fantasy sometimes not mm-hmm. and seeing it from the perspective of a child just really makes you think about the atrocities that were going on and people had to live through them even if they weren't the ones being affected right because children a lot of the problems that happen in our world are due to the color of your skin or your religion or some other difference between us humans. And kids don't see that. Kids don't really, you know, process that, oh, this person's another skin color than me that makes them inferior or anything like that or another religion. It's kind of similar to the book and movie, To Kill a Mockingbird, where it's in the point of view of Scout, the little girl, but it's showing racism in America. So when you really take a complex topic and you put it in the eyes of a little kid you're kind of creating a masterpiece yes i agree now speaking of putting it in the eyes of a child there is this movie called goodwill hunting now <sighs> will is pretty young I, i'd say he's you know he's not mentally young he's this extremely smart kid who has he has discovered by this professor and starts going to see this therapist now, this boy's very, very smart, and this movie makes me cry at the end with the scene, Robin Williams, and, oh no, what's the other actor's name? I mean, I love Robin Williams. I just, I truly feel like he was somebody that made so many people laugh and smile, and the fact that on the inside, nobody ever knew how he was feeling just really upsets me. Yes, and him and Matt Damon, the chemistry that they had in my eyes was very good. And that final scene mm-hmm. where, spoiler, it's okay, Will. It's not your fault, Will. It's not your fault. It's okay, Will. It's okay. That broke me, too. I started crying with Matt Damon slash Will. <laughs> it was very, very sad. I Yeah, I feel that. Like I said, sad movies just really hit different, as people say. Yes. Um, pretty much our last, uh, topic is coming of age and feel good. Again, we decided to throw these two together because, you know, most coming of age movies are made with the intention to make the viewer feel good. And while feel good movies are not always coming of age movies, coming of age movies are pretty much always feel good movies. Like what coming of age movie do you watch and say that it didn't make you feel good? It makes you feel this sense of like growing up, this sense of maturity, moving on in life, which I feel like 
is kind of the best feeling you can have letting go of the past and moving on to the future what could be better than that yeah i feel like that's a pretty good statement because coming beach movies are one of my favorite genres now one of my favorite movies ever that was shown to me by my dear old dad i love you dad thank you for showing me this is dazed and confused now dazed and confused is this movie set about like a bunch of teenagers last day of school 1976 and minus all the you know weed and alcohol <laughs> it sounds like a really really fun time to be alive mm-hmm. and it just i don't know it made me be like yeah i like being a teenager even though i don't do <laughs> like any of the things they do but it just makes you feel happy to be young mm-hmm. i think like as high schoolers especially we really take for granted this time in our life high school is you know, virtually one of the best times in your life. Of course, every, you know, point in growing up has its perks. But I think high school is what's really glamorized by everybody. It's this time when you're, you know, you're old enough that you can do things by yourself, but you're not too old where you're like not able to enjoy life. You're kind of in your prime time. And I feel like just being able to sit there and enjoy it and, you know, have your friends work hard to achieve what you want and just living your best life is really the best thing you can do. And that's what a movie like that shows you. Yes. I feel like movies, yes, it's nice to have a movie that you can just lay down and just have some downtime and relax to. Mm -hmm. But I feel like movies that are thought-provoking are really the ones that are the best. Yeah, they're the best movies. Um, So speaking of another movie in this category i chose more of a feel-good movie this is not necessarily like a coming of age but since sophia decided to go with the coming of age i thought i'd kind of do a different take on it so a movie that if you're looking for a feel-good is julie and julia so julie and julia is kind of a great movie if you like cooking or if you're like a foodie it's actually a cool movie it doesn't really focus around food or anything but what it is it's about um this girl julie and she basically goes through julia's um what's her name the famous chef like julia i forgot her last name right now but um julia child i think goes through her cookbook and she has this huge cookbook like the art of french cooking and she goes through and she like makes every single recipe in that and i think it's cool because it switches back and forth between her life and julia's life and you kind of see how they were similar and different, like a modern-day cook versus a sort of more olden-day cook. And it just really shows how their lives compare. It's a really feel-good movie, and it's definitely cute. Now, <laughs> speaking of, I guess, cute movies, here is a movie that isn't really cute, but it's really thought-provoking. School Ties. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but this movie is good. It has a amazing cast. It has a good script. I mean, the cinematography is pretty good. The acting is spectacular, though. Mm-hmm. I think that in a movie, you can have a good plot, but what makes a movie good is really being well-rounded, having good acting a good plot good costume design a good score all of that goes into making a good movie because you know i can have a good idea in my mind but if i don't execute it right it's not a good idea anymore that is true that is true i mean you just 
you have to have at least one of the above. You have to have a good script. You have to have just one thing that makes your movie stand out. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe you have bad acting and a bad script, but if you have fantastic cinematography, people are going to look back on your movie and be like, yeah, maybe everything else is mediocre, but the cinematography is great, or something else along mm-hmm. those lines. Exactly, but to make an amazing movie, if, if everything is amazing, you know, it builds an amazing movie. The building blocks build the larger picture. Yeah, so right now, that's pretty much all we have time for today in terms of movies. We could sit here and talk about movies forever because, as we all know, there's an ever-going ever list of movies. And there are just so many great ones out there, as well as so many mediocre ones. Yes. I mean, I could go on and on about the list of movies. I'd say, oh, I wish I never spent my time watching this movie. Definitely. But it all gets made up for when you see that one really good movie that just hits home. Yes, I completely agree. So we also want to make different podcast episodes about books or music or TV shows. So, you know, leave us some ideas of what you would like to see in terms of pop culture. Yeah. Now, thank you so much for listening. And we hope you'll tune in for the next episode. See you there. Bye. Bye. Here's our song recommendation for the week. Where's My Mind by the Pixies from Fight Club.